Hi, Bother Brigade. Here's what's bothering me today. Uh, we've had a lot of downer videos recently, including especially yesterday, just talking about how all the ways in which, you know, leadership at the highest levels in Canada has failed the pandemic response. And I also, you know, before doing this, recorded a video about just some of the terrible news that's coming out about the uh, trucker convoy that's in downtown Ottawa right now. But I said, you know what, let's not give a one-two punch, so I'm going to save that for Monday. And uh, instead, I got a little bit of a surprise for y'all. Since it's near the end of January, and it's a Sunday sum-up, I've decided to make a very interesting and positive version of the Sunday sum-up. Mexi and Javi, if you're watching, uh, I don't mean to completely steal the concept of positive leftist news, but uh, just in case some of y'all haven't seen some of these stories, feel free to pill for them. But anyway, this is going to be a good news version of the Sunday sum-up, because I have been seeing a lot of people recently on all my social media feeds. So whether it's on Reddit, on Facebook, on Twitter, I see a lot of people saying, geez, you know, what a year. And it's like, oh, it's only January. January's felt so long. And yeah, it has. But uh, there's been actually a lot of really good news that I don't see talked about enough. So welcome to the strange, unique version of the Sunday sum up that is also kind of like a stolen episode of positive leftist news, basically. Welcome to the Sunday sum up everyone. We're actually going to have a good time for once. So the first story I want to share, and it's something that we all rang the new year in with, was the fact that Marjorie Taylor Greene's account was suspended on Twitter. Statement from Twitter spokesperson. We permanently suspended the account you referenced for repeated violations of our COVID-19 misinformation policy. We've been clear that, per our strike system for this policy, we will permanently suspend accounts for repeated violations of the policy. And that's really good. Now, like, sure, I know it's not like, you know, oh, yeah, now she has absolutely zero media presence. She's still there and doing terrible things in Congress, right? But a win is still a win. It's less misinformation on the internet, right? This is a good positive step that we got right at the start of January. Another good piece of news that I basically saw no one talk about except for Steven Donziger was the following news involving ExxonMobil. ExxonMobil Indonesia lawsuit heads for trial after 20 years. Villagers in Asai say they were tortured by Exxon Army hired by gas plant. So that's another case of ExxonMobil, like a big oil and gas industry giant actually being taken rightly to court over Real harrowing human rights abuses. That is a solid win. Another one closer to home that I actually talked about a while ago and like, hey, look, four important strikes that you should know about right now. And we are going to kind of rehash that real quick here and now. But one of them was the fact that the Concordia University of Edmonton Faculty Association today ratified the tentative agreement it reached with university administration, ending a landmark strike in Alberta's union history. Striking faculty workers won a better and a safer contract. This is again, absolutely a good and positive win, especially in Alberta, otherwise known as Hellberta for a variety of reasons, including poor PC governance and anti-union busting from like not only big business, but the government there that loves big business. Another big win was about the striking Del Monte workers in Kenya. Yeah. 
Hell yeah, over 6,000 workers at Del Monte Kenya Unlimited, Kenya's largest producer and exporter of pineapple products and fruit beverages, are on strike over inhuman working conditions. The strike goes on. All power to the Kenyan working class. Which, again, that is fantastic to see that it's not just, you know, here in corners of North America, it's arguably everywhere but we are going to keep the focus to north america because that's of course where the majority of my audience is and where i see a lot of people posting from saying geez what a month but like as you can see there's been a lot of good that's been happening Another piece of good news that was announced on January 13th was the fact that employees of the largest freight railroad network on the continent just declared a strike. BNSF railway workers, which as you can see here, their network stretches over half of the United States. And they are striking again over absolutely terrible conditions. Like their bosses wanted them to work seven days straight and like have basically zero time off and nearly no breaks. Like it was some actual ridiculous, heinous, shit like people are not robots they can't work under those conditions so power to the railroad workers for actually standing up and saying you know what no we're gonna shut down half of the united states and i know voting rights have been in the news recently in the states and that is still like a massive fight and on the whole there's still a lot more work to be done however there are still victories coming through such as the following from ohio Ohio Supreme Court overturns state legislative maps, gives 10 days to draw a new one. Ohio Supreme Court found the gerrymandering that was being proposed for their new districts was so extreme that they had to go back to the drawing board. So what this means for the final design? Well, we don't know that just yet, but that is still a very good and positive development where they're basically being forced, okay, no, like there's no way that is too egregious. You can't get away with that. It's gotta be a little more fair. Shows you that there's still some hope and some corners of America. And then there was also the recent Kroger strike, which is one of the other strikes that I had mentioned in the past. And it's a not insignificant number of people who have gone on strike. We have people living out of their cars. 8,000 Kroger workers strike over wages. Workers at nearly 80 grocery stores accuse corporation of making big profits during pandemic while not paying employees enough. That seems to be an unfortunate trend, but again, the trend in response is a lot more people are actually beginning to stand up for their labor rights and you absolutely love to see it. And for good measure, here's a list of other stores and chains owned by Kroger that you should not shop at in order to show solidarity with the striking workers. It's a pretty significant list. And speaking of food, there's actually some pretty good and positive news from Mexico. Mexico to replace 16 million tons of GM corn with native varieties and ban the toxic herbicide glyphosate. Reject modernity, return to tradition, baby, yeah! I really hope this works out for the people of Mexico, that it's, you know, very sustainable for them. And again, like banning toxic herbicides is usually a very good thing. So again, like that's yet another win. And we're only like, what, halfway through January at this point? It was actually a good month in some ways. Which to bring it back to the other end of the continent, some really good news. Massachusetts nurses just won an epic 10 month strike. A strike at St. Vincent Hospital ended this week with a big win for nurses who had complained of dangerous patient-to-staff ratios. And this is pretty crazy, but first of all, uh, good for them for winning? But uh, isn't it also just concerning that we didn't really hear about this 10-month strike? And clearly it ended up working? So, you know, good for them, and maybe more hospitals should start doing this because, uh... From what I hear, the staffing ratios in many other places are still very terrible and of concern. But again, this was a incredibly positive development and it's very telling that we weren't told about it when it's been going on for nearly a year. 
So we've talked about a lot of good like labor wins. Now I want to talk about something that I kind of brought up in yesterday's video talking about, you know, how we got to kind of do things ourselves since our governments have kind of given up. Well, uh, students in Ontario are basically picking up the torch that has been absolutely dropped by the adults in the room. Ontario Students for COVID Safety. Hello, we are a student advocacy group advocating for school safety in Ontario amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. What are our current demands? A thread. We call upon the provincial government to continue to collect and report on COVID-19 data in schools, waiting until 30% absenteeism puts students, staff, and families at risk. We have a right to know. We call upon the provincial government to provide funding and supplies of N95 or KN95 masks to all students. With the new variant, this mask upgrade is needed for a safe return. We call upon the provincial government to support a test to return strategy following COVID-19 illness and exposure. Continued access to PCR testing for schools is part of this. We call upon the provincial government to fund proper emergency virtual school. Currently, the only virtual learning option being offered is the live streaming of in-person classrooms. Students deserve an equal and fair remote learning option. Option. Hashtag no hybrid learning. We call upon the provincial government to complete the implementation of proper air filtration systems in all Ontario classrooms. All classrooms must have HEPA filters. Those are all fantastic and completely understandable demands. And isn't that also just like, like it's great to see, right? But isn't that just so sad that the students are being better and more responsible and more clear and concise and direct than our government and many adults? How sad is that, right? But at the same time, that shows that there's actually hope for the future of humanity with the children. The kids are in fact all right and we should be supporting them. And it's a reason to fight and work with them so that we can actually, you know, get better things happening. Don't give in to nihilism, stand up and fight. Don't let this lead you to despair. Let this radicalize you instead as we're seeing with these students. And speaking of students being radical, I got another great story involving students from the States. Adults have fucked up so bad that teens are forming gangs to read books. So that's definitely a little bit of hyperbole, but the core of the story is that eighth grade students formed a banned book club. Kutztown 8th grader Jocelyn Diffenbaugh created a teen band book club after reading about public outcry to ban books in schools nationwide and locally. And that is exactly the right thing to do. When you find out about a banned book, the first thing to do is to go read it and find out why it's banned, especially if you see that it's banned for really silly reasons. Now, you know, some books are banned for understandable reasons. This is why no one except like the most depraved read the Turner Diaries. But uh, the core of this, right, is students. Again, young students, right? We're not talking older teenagers. We're talking eighth graders. Like these people are barely teenagers and yet they have the sense of, huh, well, you know what? We still like reading and knowledge is actually good and important. So let's actually form a book reading club. It's, it's so nerdy and rebellious. I absolutely love it. Another thing I love to see is the following map. Each of these blue markers is a strike during COVID-19 in the USA. We don't hear much about this, do we? There's been strikes in Canada too. Very little coverage. Why? Because the plutocrats don't want you getting any ideas. Everywhere across the United States, in cities big and small, from coast to coast, east to west, north to south, is a massive sea of 
blue showing strike action which again ties into that previous video i mentioned and like that whole thing about oh look four different strikes that people aren't really hearing about or talking about huh i wonder why we're not hearing that because yeah that would give us ideas and right there that shows how many strikes have actually been happening there is a building strike and labor movement in the united states as people are rightly pushing back against the horror show that is late stage capitalism during a pandemic no less and the media doesn't want to talk about that because the media is bought and paid for by the big business that owns all this stuff and profits from labor exploitation, right? So I know it's been a long January, but again, there's a lot of good that is happening. We're just unfortunately not hearing about it. And that's the problem. And another thing people aren't hearing too much about, which is why I'm boosting this here and now, because it is an absolutely fantastic thing from a mutual acquaintance of mine. Introducing the Donate Mask Project Canada. Need high quality N95s for all masks? Request them at requestmask.ca. Got spare change or more? Donate a mask to a needy person at donatemask.ca. There's a whole Twitter thread, I'll link it down below, but basically he and others saw that there was a void that they could fill. And so they began organizing because governments all over uh, were not really getting masks to the most vulnerable and people who needed them. They decided to take matters into their own hands and they've now started running this. So are you a disadvantaged person in Canada or at risk and you need masks and you can't get them? You go to request a mask. If you're someone like me who you know has some disposable income and can buy masks or donate masks to people, Oh yeah, you can bet I'm going to be doing that. It is absolutely great work and again ties into something I was saying even just yesterday about when the adults in the room fail and when governments fail, that's when we basically just actually roll up our sleeves and do the work that needs doing. So if you are in Canada or perhaps if you even aren't and you can at least donate some money or donate masks so that they can go to needy people in Canada, again, there'll be a link down below. Please go and support this absolutely great and crucial work. And again, folks, we're not done yet. There's been like, what, like a dozen or more stories and we're still not done. Here's another good piece of news from January. Safeway supermarkets, others become employee owned. That's right, Safeway supermarkets, I think especially in Indiana, basically switched, and there's now a new name for the overarching corporation, everything. They switched to an employee owned structure, which is, you know, not exactly perfect, all things considered. There's still details to be ironed out, but overall still a very positive development where now it is the, you know, to be communist about it for a second, the workers are now in control. The core point and why this is good is that we have workers now coming to own the company that they work for. This is a very good and positive step forward, especially given all the terribleness that has been happening over the past two years. Some more good news happens to come from us just from the natural world, because yes, we are unfortunately in a mass extinction event. I think it's actually Earth's sixth mass extinction event. But anyway, there is still some good news in terms of conservation efforts. From the fin whale and albatross to the gecko, populations are drawing back from the brink of extinction thanks to intensive conservation efforts. 1,000 fin whales, one of the world's biggest animals, were seen swimming in the same seas in which they were driven to near extinction last century due to whaling. The Atlantic and southern bluefin tuna and two other species are showing signs of recovery from overfishing. So we can actually do good work and there are elements of conservation that are working. We can do this. We actually can make a better future and save the planet. We just have to work for it. And also we need the good motivation to remind us that oh you know what there's actually a whole bunch of good stories from like all over the place this is kind of nice actually hell good news stories are even coming out of the deep south in america 
Mississippi school bus drivers win $5 an hour raise with one day strike. That's right, after one day, the bus drivers managed to get a reversal of a decision that wouldn't have seen them get uh, a pay raise. The gist of the story is that the local school board or whatever was going to hire uh, like former bus drivers and volunteers and parents and like truck drivers and whatever else um, to drive these school buses and they would give them and hire them on at like $20 an hour. Meanwhile, the existing already professional school bus drivers were getting only $15 an hour. They said, hey, um, that's not right. Hello, what? School board basically tried to say, well, no, actually it's totally fine. So the bus driver said, uh, no, we're going on strike. And again, like within a day, they said, okay, fine. You can have $20 an hour now. You absolutely love to see it. Another thing you love to see, which was a very pleasant surprise, was some strangely breaking news that came out of some very depressing news. Breaking, a federal judge just canceled oil and gas leases of more than 80 million acres in the Gulf of Mexico, ruling that the Biden administration did not sufficiently take climate change into account when it auctioned the leases late last year. Yeah, a federal judge canceled major oil and gas leases over climate change. The total acreage, I think, was like equivalent in size to Florida in terms of the area available for explorative drilling and whatnot, which is insane. But it's good that the federal judge has rolled that back. So, you know, again, just shows how terrible the Biden administration is, right? But still a positive win, not just for, you know, America and the environment, but for the planet as a whole. That was amazing to see. Oh, and then also recently there was that whole Veritas tenant strike that I talked about. Great news, Veritas Tenants Association reaches agreement with San Francisco's largest landlord to end five-month debt strike in exchange for full rent cancellation. Excellent work by the tenants to organize and earn a seat at the table. Now let's make sure all tenants have a right to organize. Yeah, this is the thing that actually happened. Again, the source will be in the description down below. It's like this whole page. You can read it at your own leisure. But here are the core points that I want to focus on that is absolutely amazing that striking renters managed to get this. On condition of strikers submitting applications to the state rent relief program, the VTA 1, number 1, a written commitment from Veritas to cancel all remaining rent debt for Veritas tenants, 2, an initial commitment from Veritas to discuss economic relief for shadow debt, 3, a waiver of annual rent increases for 2022. None of these concessions would have happened without the sacrifice and vision of the VTA. In October 2021, Veritas emailed tenants and said that any rent debt not covered by government rent relief funds must be paid by the resident. Because of the VTA, this is no longer the case. You absolutely, unequivocally love to see it. They literally got the big evil landlord corporation to say, okay, fine, I guess, you know, getting some money back is better than, like, no money back at all, so, okay, fine, I'm just really mad that I'm not getting all my sweet, delicious cash, but okay, fine, you win, I guess. It's amazing! It is so good! It is some really amazing, genuine good news that is coming out of this, like, corner of San Francisco, and crucially, it shows that the fight is winnable, right? You can absolutely win. It just takes, unfortunately, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy, a lot of stress, you know, tears, laughs, organizing with your community, with your neighbors, people you don't even know. Like, it shows that we absolutely can win and we are getting real awesome victories. It just unfortunately takes time and effort and organization, but it is absolutely doable. These striking, like, residents just 
decided, you know what? No, we're not going to put up with being extorted anymore. And they got all those amazing concessions. This is what solidarity can actually do and what it can look like. And it's so beautiful. And then the final story today from here in Canada and not even just Canada, up in the Great White North, far to the north, there's actually a very positive development that's been happening in Yukon. Yukon to set up First Nations school board after historic vote. New board to emphasize on the land learning, indigenous language instruction. Indigenous people in the far north are now getting to actually have some more control over their education. I'm not even sure if this is like one of the like main resolutions as part of reconciliation, but whether it is or isn't, this is a very positive development. And that's just, again, right? It's the cherry on top of like what 18 or so stories from january it's been only what three four weeks of this so far and that has been a ton of good news from various corners of the world i'm sure there's even more news that we just didn't hear about from you know australia india germany for instance i don't know because unfortunately i didn't hear about it and that's kind of the problem right so many people becoming exhausted and dejected with just the bad news pipeline and i get it and in many ways i'm responsible for a lot of that right i bring a lot of bad news and terrible things that are happening to people's attention but at the same time there is good news that is happening and i felt that right now especially with the string of just like bad news and just like depressing videos recently we needed some good news especially right at the end of january when i could actually do this so, you know, here we are, right, with a solid number of good, positive news stories, whether they're about the environment, labor action, just positive, you know, progressive developments. And it's from all over, right, from uh, empowerment in Mexico, America, Canada, Kenya, like all around the world, positive things continue to happen. So I hope that this has been... I guess enjoyable and that uh, people are feeling now like more a little like a little more relief uh that people are actually feeling a little more motivated like oh yeah look you know like look what these students look what these people are doing yeah it's it's possible we absolutely can win we just gotta work for it we gotta fight for it right so i hope people are coming away from this feeling getting a good boost of energy and a good morale boost because i know we all need it but it's also very concerning that a lot of this good news especially about the strikes and everything don't make it to our ears when, you know, clearly a lot of people would like and appreciate that good news. And the fact that we don't hear that from our news media is definitely what's bothering me today.